Welcome to Ordinarily Inspiring Podcast. I'm your host, Allison. I am so excited to start this podcast and get the ball rolling. I've kind of been putting this off now for close to a year. Um, Probably a lot of it due to just being scared to put myself out there. Um, But I decided, you know what? Why not? Let's just go for it, right? So I've been going back and forth about how I wanted to start the first episode. um, And I thought, what better way to start the episode than to talk about the word happiness, right? Happiness can be defined as an emotional state that includes positive and pleasant emotions, ranging from contentment, right, to intense joy. When I think about intense joy, I think about Disney World. I remember as a kid walking into Disney for the first time and just feeling so amazing to be in this place that almost doesn't feel real, right? You walk through Main Street and you see the decorations, you see, honestly, the happiness on other people's faces, right? And that gets you excited. And then you see the castle and it just puts you in this in this world that almost doesn't seem real, right? Happiness is usually evaluated or assessed based on your life satisfaction, right? How happy we are with our lives, our jobs, our family, our relationships. We usually base it upon these other factors, right? It can also be based on our well-being, right? If we're extremely sick or we're living with some sort of disease, um, we may not have the same happiness that you would if you weren't living with it, right? So so happiness is usually based on these these factors, life satisfaction, well-being, um, the contentment that we have with certain aspects of our lives. But to me, happiness is is a choice. It's a conscious choice that you make. And uh, and I'll tell you a little bit of a, a little background, a little story about how I basically became a different person by choosing happiness. Happiness is not a destination. It's not some unattainable goal. Um, It's not going to only happen by checking off certain boxes in your life along the grand scheme of things. Now, do those things add to your happiness? Of course. You know, if you have a goal... If you want to become a doctor, you know, there is certain things that you have to do in order to get to that point. And if making, you know, making those choices to be, or if making that choice to become a doctor, excuse me, is, is what is going to ultimately make you happy. Yes. Checking off those boxes is going to get you there. Right. But that's not your sole, you know, purpose, your sole factor of happiness. I make it to be a doctor. I'm, my life is complete. Right. There's things along the way, things that come into play, things that come into into part to make you happy, right? Along the way, you're going to have relationships. You're going to have different things that contribute to your happiness, right? So happiness is not a destination. It's a conscious choice that you make on a day-to-day basis. And when you start living that day-to-day, you're going to be happy, right? Of course, things happen along the way 
you know, every day I make a conscious effort to be happy, but there's things that make me upset. There's things that make me unhappy, I guess you could say. But the ultimate goal every day when I lay my head down on my pillow is to remind myself that I am happy, right? Um, a little bit about me and kind of making this decision to be happy. Uh, you would say I have a pretty normal life. I am one of seven kids. Uh, <clears throat> my mom having a relationship previous to meeting my father Um, And she had three kids, which are my older siblings. My dad had a previous relationship and had a daughter. Um, And then when my parents, you know, got together, they had me and two younger sisters. So I am, I guess if you looked at the line of children, I am the middle child, sort of. You know, seven's not an even number. uh, But there's four older siblings and two younger siblings. So I'm kind of in that middle chunk. Um, again, growing up in a big family, you're surrounded by people constantly. So you kind of get used to the loud commotion, everybody being crazy. I think of my family kind of like the movie, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. I mean, that's my family. We are loud. We are obnoxious. We are in each other's business. We've always been a pretty tight knit family. I've, I grew up with my three older siblings and my two younger siblings, Um, and so we're just, I'm used to the chaos, right? Um, growing up in a big family, it obviously comes with its struggles, right? Um, unless your parents are millionaires, uh, and, and you have a ton of kids, you know, at, at that point there, there's, there might not be as much struggle, but with us, we're just a normal middle-class family. Um, and my parents worked. My, my older siblings helped to raise us and I helped to raise my younger siblings. And that's just how it was. And, and being the middle child, I, I got to see my older siblings grow up and I got to witness how my parents um, parented my younger siblings. And I was kind of in that, that age group where I was old enough to take care of my younger siblings. Um, so... I kind of learned from what not to do with my older siblings. You know, I had, I felt a lot of pressure. I've always been a perfectionist, right? I always want to make, first off, make other people happy, right? A lot of times that means even going against what would make me happy. I want to see other people happy. Um, I also, like I said, learned a lot from my older siblings of what not to do because they probably tested my parents more than a lot of families. Um, so I always took what they did and I strive not to do that because, you know, again, I, I don't want to make anybody unhappy. So if that meant me not getting in trouble, meant me not doing, you know, normal things that kids would do, you know, to test their parents, that meant I wasn't going to do it. Um, I was, I was just scared to get in trouble. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to cause trouble. So I was going to do everything that I could to make sure that I didn't get in trouble. Uh, growing up and also seeing my older siblings and seeing my younger siblings and, and being very close with my parents, I always put everyone else's problems or stress on my shoulders. Um, and sometimes, you know, when you're a kid, that's a lot to take on. Um, but again, all of this, not to say woe is me and, and whatever, but 
it allowed me to uh, kind of shape who I am today. And uh, I remember, you know, my biggest struggling point in life was uh, definitely middle school, which is a super big transition for a lot of kids because you're you're not in elementary school anymore. You don't have necessarily your parents over your shoulder and and communicating with with your teacher one-on-one you have multiple teachers you're mixing in kids from other schools um, and it kind of becomes this lost I I would say like three years of your life where you're just kind of trying to figure out where you fit in what you're doing in your life I mean not in the grand scheme of life but just trying to figure out like where you belong who who do I hang out with who are my who are my friends who aren't my friends you know you get more tempted as you as more kids are added to the group so um I just remember middle school being a struggle trying to figure out who I wanted to be and luckily I had a good group of friends that I had been friends with for years um and they kept me pretty happy I mean for what I thought happiness was back then but fast forward uh, to my eighth grade year, my last year in middle school, I kind of figured out who I was, where I belonged, and eighth grade is where I met my now husband. Uh, he was the one that I knew was going to be my husband, and how do you figure that when you're in eighth grade? I'm not really sure, but I just marked him as this 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 boy at the time, this man, I thought, this man is going to be uh, my husband, and I... I don't know. I just, I felt this strong connection to him and no matter where we went later on in life, I mean, I just couldn't not be a part of his life. Right. Uh, we felt really close early on. We've talked about literally everything under the sun. I mean, I had never met another person that I talked to as much about, you know, my, what I thought then were my goals and desires and how I pictured my life. And we just talked about a lot of mature things um, at a young age. And I think that's what developed our connection really fast. And he is definitely someone that brought me a lot, a lot of happiness, right? So fast forward again, and we experienced our first breakup. And when I say first, I mean, meeting in middle school to now, uh, we've known each other, uh, it'll be 14 years this year that we've known each other. So we've known each other for a, the chunk of our life, the chunk of our lives that were ever changing between middle school, high school, college, deciding who we wanted to be. Um, you know, and I, and after our first breakup, after, you know, being, I just remember being so distraught, so upset because again, I marked this, this, this boy as the person that I was going to marry. Right. And so my vision of how my life was going to go wasn't going how I thought it was going to go. Right. But looking back, it was all part of the process, right? Our first breakup and it hit me hard, right? It's your first love. And I remember being sad for quite some time, but then I also remember being, you know, I'm in high school. Uh, I want to say it was our sophomore year. So we were halfway through, we had another two years and I knew that the the best years of my life, or so they say, were approaching, right? You're a senior, you're in high school, you have so much more flexibility and more 
availability to you. You start driving. You can go places. You have independence. Your parents are there to help, you know, mold you to where you want to go. But ultimately, the decision is yours, right? And I just remember being so sad. And I remember not wanting to be that way anymore. I remember not wanting to be upset and sad and emotional. I wanted to enjoy those years of my life and hope that at some point his and my path would cross again, right? Again, looking back, it's all part of the the grand scheme of the story, right? Um, But ultimately, I just wanted to be with him. So I decided, and I remember one night just crying my eyes out. I wanted so badly to just not feel the pain that I was feeling anymore. And I don't know if I read a quote or if I watched a video of some sort, but something in me just clicked and it told me in my brain, it told, you know, I told myself that you control your own happiness and leaving your happiness up to other people to be the judge of that, to be the approval of your happiness, um, that you would never be happy. If you always waited for other people to make you happy, you know, that might happen sometimes, but it's not someone else's responsibility to make you and keep you happy, right? So I decided that night, I remember it was evening, that the next morning I was going to wake up and that this pain that I felt was going to be gone because I was choosing to be happy. It is a choice. Happiness is a choice, right? It's not up to other people to create your happiness or validate that you are happy. So moving forward, a lot of that worked for me, right? I would get into certain ruts and I would keep telling myself, Allison, you choose your happiness, right? So again, all this to say that no matter what you have going on in your life, no matter what struggles you may be facing, no matter if it's a relationship issue, if it's, you know, uh, school issues, if it's your workplace issues, if it's family issues, yes, all of these things can contribute to sadness and being down and being sad or mad that your life is a certain way. But at the end of the day, you choose your happiness, right? Happiness is not a destination, it's a choice. And in order to simply be happy, all you have to do is make a conscious effort. Now, there's so many things, and that's what I'm hoping to dive into in this podcast, is how we can go about helping to make that conscious effort to choose happiness every day. There's so many things, motivation, inspiration. Yes, setting goals is going to get you there. But a lot of it comes into play when you think about um, just simple things in your life, like waking up, you know, waking up is such a blessing. That's something to be happy about, right? We woke up, we have a new opportunity at a day. For me, it's a cup of coffee. Okay, that's one of the first things that I do in the morning. Honestly, it's the first thought in my head is sipping that first sip of my coffee. Um, But being able to have a cup of coffee, the coffee, the coffee pot that we just push a button and the coffee comes out. Um, 
your job for some people your job you know jobs are everything right your job it's an opportunity to earn a paycheck that that paycheck gives gives you the things the material things in your life that you need and want right that that is a reason to be happy in the morning uh like i said my dog and my cat or cats i should say my dogs and my cats because i have multiple they make me happy these little loyal friends these little loyal beings that love you no matter what that brings so many people happiness that brings me happiness seeing their little wagging tails or their their little purring bodies you know they are they love you for you right another thing to be happy about is your mind your complex thoughts that you're able to have um in this head that holds so much information is so smart right these are just some things that you think about on a day-to-day basis that appreciating the little things right appreciating the little things and being conscious of these little things in life that add up to help keep you and make you happy seeing the positive in everything being grateful for what you have now yes we all yearn for this this dream life of all these things that we want in our lives but being grateful for what we have now that is going to bring you happy happiness right it's going to make you happy. Um, appreciating all the little things. So, again, happiness, it's a decision. And we're going to talk a lot about happiness and motivation and inspiration and all these things that can help bring you happiness. But at the end of the day, it is your choice to be happy. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. This is kind of just getting to know me, kind of, kind of getting to know my thought process and how I approach happiness. Um, I really challenge you until the next episode to just think about the things on a day-to-day basis that bring you happiness, um, whether it be the little things, the, the things that you're grateful for, your family, your kids, your job, your car, your animals, um, the air that you're breathing, right? I, you know, I challenge you to appreciate the little things. Uh, one of the best things that I've learned, you know, in the last year actually is, you know, either when you wake up in the morning, which I usually, once my feet hit the ground, I'm just, I'm going, but, uh, I try to at night, especially before I close my eyes, just think about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 things that make you happy, right? That bring you happiness, that you are grateful for, that you're appreciative of. Um, And that just kind of helps you to fall asleep happy, right? That's how you're going to get the best sleep. That's how you're going to wake up and appreciate your mornings. Um, But anyways, I challenge you to do these things until the next episode comes out and we can talk about you know, more happiness and more motivation and how to get happy and how to stay happy, right? Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, I would love feedback. I would love some comments. I would like a little bit support on this journey that I'm beginning. Um, And I really, really hope that you choose happiness this week. I'll talk to you guys again soon.